Good morning. Happy Easter. Before we get started, any prayer requests this morning? I want to thank y'all for praying for my Aunt Catherine. She's with the Lord this morning. Uh, her funeral will be tomorrow. Uh, it's a graveside, more or less for the family. And uh, uh, I just covet your prayers for my little mother. Okay. Any other prayer requests? Uh, thank everybody for praying for my sister. She is intrigued. Um, uh, of course, we still can't go see her, but she, she talks a little stronger. Okay. Absolutely. Any others? If not, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for this day and the many blessings of life, Father, that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for this opportunity to arise this morning, even though it's awful early, Father, but... We arise this morning to a risen Savior. We arise this morning to give You honor, glory, and praise and to worship You. And Father, we pray that You have heard all these prayer requests this morning, Father. The prayers that we have in our hearts, Father, that we speak not. Father, we know You hear them. Father, we pray that You'll continue to be with us, continue to use this church as a light shining in darkness. We pray, Father, for those who have lost loved ones. We ask that you'd comfort them this morning in their time of loss. May they feel your mighty arm of comfort around them at this very moment. We pray for the sick and the dying. We ask that you'd give them that healing touch, Lord, where you see fit. Whether it be the divine healing or the physical healing, Lord, we leave that strictly up to you. We pray, Father, for our men and women in armed forces, those who are at home, those who are abroad. We ask you to put a hedge of protection around them and keep them safe from harm. We pray that you'd be with their loved ones in their absence, that you'd give them that peace that passes all understanding. We pray, Father, for especially the lost, that you would lead, guide, and direct them, put someone in their path to proclaim the good news of your Son, Jesus. Whether it be one of us or someone else, Father, we ask that you would give us the right words to say it exactly the right time. And Father, we pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, thy will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If you are able, would you please stand this morning as we affirm our faith together in the Apostles' Creed. Christians, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. You may be seated. I know it's very early. Good morning, good morning. Y'all fall in my face. Fall in my face. How are you today? Don't you look cute, cute, honey? Oh, look at here. This is our... Are you our Easter egg this morning? Yes, you are. Yes, she's a little... I want an egg. Oh, you want an egg? Well, I'm going to let you get an egg. Just, just in a minute. It is very, very early. It is. It's very early. But uh, Easter morning is it's the morning of Easter that's so important. because well, we're fixing to talk about why the morning of Easter is so, so, so important. I know you know. Now, uh, you've got eggs to hide after a while when the sun comes up. and uh, we'll love. Uh, Go out there and do that. But I brought some very special eggs today. You've seen them before. But you know, there's no new way to do Easter. We've got to do Easter the way Easter's supposed to be done. Now, I want you to come up here and pretend you're uh, hunting eggs. And you can too, Princess. Y'all, y'all come up and get an egg. Get two or three. And take them back and put them in your lap. Put them in your lap. Yeah. Yeah. These are yours and these are these are yours. Yeah. These are yours. Uh-huh. That's not candy. Alright. Take her over there. Nice. The egg has long since oh yeah, she's before. But I know what she's got to do in her eggs. Okay. Now close it back up. Okay. Your last. Okay. Now, the egg has always been a symbol of Easter since in modern times, I'll put it that way, because life comes from an egg, and that's all complicated, and you'll hear a whole bunch of other theories about it, but it doesn't matter. That's why you hunt Easter eggs, okay? But your egg today holds something real, real special, real, real special. Run her up in one of your eggs, okay? Take, it, take what's in there out. The it's a thorny It's a thorny crown. Now, what's this? You want to put that on your head? Why not? It's got stickers on it, hasn't it? It's got real sticky. It hurt, wouldn't it? Well, you know, on Friday, some very, very hateful people put a clown very similar to this on Jesus' head as he was going to the cross. Okay? Uh-oh. All right, Sloan. Sloan just filled hers, and that's just wonderful. Sloan, what is that? What is that? It's money, right? Oh, no, you She's going to buy us up with her money. Okay. What are you going to buy with? Huh? What are you going to buy with this money?
words. But anyway, the one with the most money got it. Okay? And then another thing, when Jesus went to pray in the garden, money was there twice. When Jesus went to pray in the garden, he had a best friend. He was his best friend. And you know what he did? He told he told the Roman soldiers where Jesus was for thirty pieces of silver. Okay, I can look. Bella, I want to hear it. This one has a spear or maybe a staff. All right. Yeah, it's got a staff. You know what that was for? You know what they did to Jesus with that? They poked him with it, exactly. And I'm glad you said poke. I say poke all the time when people look at me, but they did. What do, you, do you remember where they poked him? They poked him in his side when he was hanging on the cross. And you know what happened? No blood ran out. You know what ran out? Water ran out. For Jesus gave up every drop of his blood for our sins. Okay, don't open up another one. Let me see what's in yours. What does it look like? A cup. Yes, ma'am. It looks exactly like a cup. It is a cup. You know what this little cup was for? Okay. He's, te- he's cheating. Te- speak louder and tell him. All right, all right. What's that cup for? The last. <laughs> the last supper. Does your teacher absolutely adore you? I know she does. Wouldn't you love to have a student that was shy and quiet back there at the back of that teacher corner? I love this. Okay, let me, let's, let's hold it up. This little cup is called chalice by some people. It's just a little cup. But you know what was in that little cup? The bread was in a little plate and the juice was in that. And Jesus did it on the night before he died. He he said, I give a new covenant to you. And it was and it's called the Last Supper. It's the Last Supper. And that's why when we drink the juice and eat the bread, that's what we're doing too. Okay, put it back. She thinks it's a ring. Oh, she thinks that's a ring. Well, it's okay. All right. All right, Rowan, you're coming. Oh, what's in yours? You look like you got cheated, right? A rock. Look at that face. <laughs> it's a rock. But you know what that rock represents or what it stands for? They didn't bear, you know, when we bury people now, we, we dig a hole and put them in. And you know that. You've seen it. But in those days, they didn't do that. You know what they did? They took, they built a tomb. Or they dug a hole in a big mountain and they put the body in there and then they put rocks in front of it. And that's what they did with Jesus. They put him in a bar of tomb. If somebody don't turn that heat down, I might burn up. <laughs> right here. Okay. Now, when the, mor- the morning of Jesus' uh, resurrection when arose, Mary went to the garden and she went over there, and guess what happened to the rock that's in front of Jesus' tomb? It's gone. It's gone. It just rolled away. That's why you had a rock. All right, open another one. It doesn't matter. I don't know what to talk with. It don't matter. Okay. I'll put them all back together in a while. All right, open another one. Okay. Okay. Oh, let me see. Oh. 
Now surely y'all know what that is. A cross. It is. What did they do to Jesus on that cross? They put him up. They put him up there. But I want to show you something. You know what this cross is made out of? What's it made out of? Nails. Nails. Now I'm going to tell you something. They didn't tie Jesus to that cross with nice soft ropes or velvet cords. They took a big old hammer and three big nails. And you know what they did? They hammered it into him. Into his hands and into his feet. Yeah, you can see Brody's face. It don't sound too comfortable, does it, baby? Would you like that run to you? Would you, Bella? Would you let Aunt Jane take that pretty little hand of yours and put a big nail right? No, she's pinching it together. I wonder why. But Jesus did. He lay there. Do you know why he did that? Why in the world would anybody do that? Because he wanted us to get to go to heaven. And the only way we'd get to go is if, which one is Okay. Is if he died for our sins. All right, you got another one I have with you? means that when you get a bad cold, when you've got the coronavirus, when you get sick and you get well, you know why? For those strikes. All right? Now what? Okay. Here, put that back in. Now, now have we seen everybody's eggs except Brody's last egg? Oh, no, we haven't seen this one. Okay. What's that look like? Hand. Yeah, it looks like. Now, that's not cousin here. You know, St. Adam's family. You know what that is? What are they doing? They're praying. Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and guess what he did for us? He prayed for us. And do you know when you pray, when you say your prayers at night, you know he's listening, don't you? All right, and do you know what he does? After he hears your prayer, he goes right to his father. He goes to God, and he says, I heard from Brody tonight. And this is what he needs. And, and the fight, and God says, Oh, Brody needs that? Well, okay, we'll see if we can take care of you. Or he says, Rowan, Rowan prayed tonight, Bella prayed tonight, Bronna prayed tonight, and they need this, or they, they, they're so happy about this. And he talks to the Father for us. 
And that's what he was doing that night. Now, let's see the last one. I don't think Bella opened her other eye. Oh, don't open another one. <gasps> that just looks like a little piece of white rag, doesn't it? You know what that was for? Oh, this is a really good thing. When they put Jesus in that tomb, they they didn't they didn't put on his Sunday bath. They left him real dirty and blood. And they put this rolling over Jesus' face. They did. I know it sounds gross, but you know, this is why they do things. They put that cross over his face. Well when Mary came to the tomb that Sunday morning, you know where how she found this cloth? Jesus was gone, and guess where this cloth was? It was laying on the end of the table where they laid Jesus, and it was all folded up. Now, if it been on his dead face, how did it get there? Hmm. Now, show us. There's been something that everybody said except this line. What is it? And you know why? Jesus wasn't there anymore. You know why this cloth was folded up nice and neat laying on the end of that table? Because Jesus rose from the dead and you know what else? He folded up his own cloth late there. And you know what that was a symbol of? I'm not there anymore. I'm not dead anymore. Now, I know that's all a whole lot of stuff to think about, isn't it? Oh, did we not open that one either? What? Oh. You ever, ha, have you ever told on a friend? Yes. How did it make you feel after you told on them? Not so good. I mean, at the time you thought, oh boy, I need to tell them now. But then what happens? You feel bad. Well, Peter, Peter was standing there the night that they were beating up Jesus with that wheel. And a lady walked up to him and she said, Oh, you're one of that man's friends. You're one of those man, that man's friends. And Peter went, oh, I don't know him. You know why he did that? He was scared he was going to get beat with that whip too. But Jesus had told him the night before, he said, Before the rooster crows three times, you're going to pretend like you don't know me. And that's what that rooster, that rooster represents. Okay, I asked the preacher for extra time today, and I, I apologize. But it's very important, okay? Now, just lay them back up here. Just lay them back up here. The most important egg was the white egg. Why? Because it had nothing in it. Jesus arose from the dead, and he's alive today. Just put them all back up there. I'm trying to get them after a while. I'll put them all back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me. You are not this man. Right there. And I see my little girls back there. Okay. We're going to pray and then I've got to make an announcement. Okay. Oh, I know that's sort of, I should have put them in order, but it doesn't matter what order. The most important order was this one. What? Why? Because there's nothing in it. Jesus, you, you did it all. You took a beating. You put a crown of thorns on your head. You drove your own cross. You laid there and let them put nails in your hands. You did it all so that we could have a happy, good 
wonderful life here on earth. But more than that, we will live eternity with you if we let you into our hearts. We're so grateful for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you can go back to your seat. Now, uh, I'm going to pull a selfie this morning. Nobody's going to the nursery. Uh, this Easter and I don't get some into it. Now, and, but I appreciate that. I do get to see it when I get home. But I, I want to worship with you together. Now, a few short announcements. Uh, as soon as the service is over, all of you that are not going after biscuits are going to help us take the chairs down and set up the tables for breakfast. So don't anybody, you've got a job to do when church is over. And Sue will show you what to do and how, where we're going to put them, okay? And then by the time the tables are set up, breakfast will be here. That, that ought to work. Then the second thing is, some people in here I haven't recognized because my airhead won't do that anymore. I can't think past the end of my nose. But we have Lee Allen with us today. And that's a, for a, his aunt, that is a super-duper treat. Lee, we're, just, we're proud of you, we, and we're happy you're here. Now, we had a birthday, we've had some birthdays. Uh, and if you don't tell you've had a birthday, I'm going to tell how old you are. And I'm going to make it up. Justin, raise your hand. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Y'all, you can sing through your mask. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Justin. May God bless you. All right, anybody else that I've forgotten? Now, there's some people in here that have been married not near as long as some of us, but they had an anniversary last week. Ready to know who that was? All right, I'm going to make up how many years y'all been married, too, if you don't tell We've married 16 years. Carly and Brent had an anniversary, and it was 16 years. Congratulations. Now, anybody else? That I forgot. was our ring bearer, so that. I know. He was teeny tiny little thing. I know. Lee Allen looked. Yeah, and and being a ring bearer didn't kill you, Lee. And look, you turned out all right. I remember that day too. But now Lee's always been a good sport, had. Always been a good sport. All right. Anybody else have an anniversary or a birthday that we slipped by? Okay, preacher, I'm done. Good morning. morning. Have your Bibles with you this morning. Turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. You there? Say amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53, beginning in verse 1. The scripture says, Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had, a, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. 
Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so He did not open His mouth. By oppression and judgment He was taken away. Yet who of His generation protested? For He was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of My people He was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him, cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge... My righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, we thank You for the reading of Your Word. We thank You for Your Son, Jesus, as we celebrate His resurrection this morning. Father, we pray that You would allow Your Word to speak to our hearts, that we would take it and apply it to our lives, that we may be better disciples of Your Son. I ask, Father, that You remove me from this. Use me as Your humble vessel, speaking Your Word through me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look at verse 5 again. Verse 5. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds we are healed. Do you have peace this morning? Look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. You there? Say Amen. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. It's early, isn't it, Jane? Yes. Jane says it's early. It's early. John chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. The Scripture says, Early, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have put Him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb, and both were running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, 
as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I do not know where they have put Him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means, which means teacher. And Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that she told them that he had said these things to her. <clears throat> so who went and told first? Mary Magdalene. She was the first to see the tomb. And then she went and told the disciples, and the disciples came running. And one outran the other. But the one that got there first hesitated. And then Peter went straight in. For he wanted to see. If you leave a restaurant and you get up to go to the restroom and you're returning, what do you do with your napkin? You fold it. You lay it beside your plate. Especially if you're eating by yourself. If I'm, if I'm with Brenda, she's going to take care of it and tell him not to take my plate away because she knows without a doubt I'm not done, that I'm returning. Okay? But Jesus folded the linen and laid it where His body was for representation that He was going to return. And as Mary went into the tomb and saw the angels sitting there, she was covered with tears of grief wanting to know where Jesus was and she was crying. How many of you can see straight when you're crying? If your eyes are filled with tears, you can't see clearly. And as Jesus approached her and asked her why she was crying, called her by name. Obviously this person knew her, but she thought it was the gardener. And then Jesus gave her some final instructions not to touch Him. For He was going to ascend to the Father. To His Father. To our Father. And then again, He tells Mary to go and tell the disciples everything that He's told her. What a glorious morning that must have been as Mary and Mary Magdalene were heading to the tomb to adorn Jesus' body with fresh linings and, and spices for burial. 
as they were going together, mourning together the loss of, of a son and a friend. But how glorious it, it is. It's ending for them to see that Jesus is not there, that He is alive. Look at Acts. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. The Scripture says, Then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears Him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how He went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with Him. We are witnesses of everything He did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed Him by hanging Him on a cross. But God raised Him from the dead on the third day and caused Him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with Him after He rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that He is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and of the dead. All the prophets testify about Him that everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins through His name. The punishment that was upon Him brought what? Us. Peace. He died for our transgressions. He died so that we could stand before God as righteous. And because of His death, we live. And we celebrate today that He is alive and well. Amen. Amen. That Jesus is not held by a tomb. That Jesus is living within each and every one of us. That He has come if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And He resides within you through the Holy Spirit. He's in your heart this morning. And we rejoice in His Resurrection. Look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Can you there say amen? The Scripture says, beginning in verse 1, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised, and on the third day according to the Scripture, and that He appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Christ was crucified, dead and buried. And then what? On the third day, 
He arose. Glory be to God. He arose for what reason? For what reason did He arise? He'd been tortured. He'd been punished. He'd been ridiculed and shamed. And He took all those transgressions, all of our sin and iniquity He took upon Himself so that we could stand before God righteous, so that we could have that feeling this morning of peace. For the prophet Isaiah said in chapter 53, verse 5, but He was pierced for our transgressions. Not His own, but for ours. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by those forty lashes that He was given, and by His wounds, we are healed. Do you have peace this morning? Do you have peace this morning on the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? If you have true peace, it's because you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Do you have that peace? Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, there's a lot of things in this world that can give us security, false security. But Father, there's nothing false about the life that Jesus gave for us that we may have peace, that we may have healing, and that we may have salvation if we'll only believe. Father, I pray this morning for everyone that is here and everyone that's watching that they have that peace. But Lord, for some chance that there's someone here watching that doesn't know Your Son Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They haven't experienced that peace that passes all understanding. Father, that they would hear You crying out to them this morning for them to accept Your Son Jesus as their Lord and Savior to accept what He done for them on the cross of Calvary, to allow the Holy Spirit to come and dwell within them, to make them a new creation. For it's all these things we ask and pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen and amen. If you would, please stand. I'm going to offer a prayer for our offering. And then um, I'm going to offer the benediction. And then we will disperse to move tables. Let us pray. Father God, we thank You for this opportunity we can give back to You a portion of what You so blessed us with. We ask, Father, that You bless both the gift and the giver, that You'd use these tithes and offerings to glorify Your kingdom around the world. Father, be with us now as we go out into the world. Help us, Father, to remember that we have that peace in our lives. For we know your Son, Jesus, and the punishment that was upon Him truly brought us peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.